On episode 41 of the Goblin Trashmasters, we talk all about the best deck in new modern. Scam! I'm joined by my partners in crime. Say hello, Anthony. Iconic. Say hello, Ashley. I think he's doing Joanne the Scammer. Okay, let's talk some trash. It's Morbin time, bitches. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> you ever, uh, you ever sit down for a game of modern and your opponent's playing scam and they just look you dead in the eyes and go, "It's scamming time," and they just scam all over the place. That yeah, but sexual. Mo- yeah, it, it it very much is. <laughs> it's good for your face skin. <laughs> Tightens up your pores. That's why they call it a facial. What was the payoff for that joke? <laughs> Listen, as much as, I re- as much as I approve of describing the art <laughs> on blue one drop cantrips, serum visions, um, <laughs> I think for the sake of everyone, we need to move on. <laughs> like the modern format has moved on from Serum Visions. R.I.P. <laughs> Rest in pussy. <laughs> what? I tried to make a non a, a super <laughs> vulgar non-joke just like Ashley did, and it fucking killed. I don't understand. Sometimes I just really enjoy explaining <laughs> the joke or doing that calling it because it just makes you sad <laughs> it, 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 now, it makes me sad <laughs> it, it, it makes me feel sad when someone plays rest in peace against me I'm never going to be the same <laughs> oh no we have another nickname for a card oh and it's gross and I love it <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got a lot there's a lot of wordplay to be done with like rest in peace right like you could do like yeah. you know like Maggie Thatcher rust in peace because she's the iron lady um I like that there's there's always rest and piss that's one of my personal favorites mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just because it tightens the pores thanks. <laughs> We've rebranded as a uh, self-care podcast. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's sterile and I like the taste. <laughs> Quick, Ooh. Ashley, what movie is what, what movie's that from? Quick. Quick, Quick. what movie is that Quick, from? Quick, Ashley, what movie is that Quick. from? Quick, Ashley, what's, what movie is that from? Listeners can't see me, but I'm blinking really hard. Well, uh, blink your mouth. And say in, words. In the direction of an answer. <laughs> I don't have one. That's why I was blinking. You have a mouth. Like you can't see, but she's not. She's lying. I she don't does. have an answer. I thought okay, you were I'll say give you don't have a mouth. <laughs> I'll give you this hint. The star of this movie was played a romantic interest to Drew Barrymore in the roller derby classic uh, Whip It. That's not true. <laughs> but I also haven't the seen star, Whip It. The star of this movie was in the Kevin Smith classic starring Johnny Depp. Tusk was tortured into a walrus i will not be explaining that statement i always forget his last name 
His first name is Justin. Yeah, you're right. It's Justin Long. Justin Thank Long you. was in this movie. Mm-hmm. And the movie is Dodgeball. Starring the less funny Stiller. <laughs> uh, yes. You got your Ben Stiller. You got your Jerry Stiller. And the just it's just incomparable. It's no contest. <laughs> like Ben being, and Jerry? Yeah. Like, like the his ice dad cream? fucking named him. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was funny at all points. Like, have you ever seen the television series The King of Queens? No. Okay, Have you well, seen a movie or TV show ever? <laughs> yes. This is a very serious question. They <laughs> just did puppeteering on the commune. Like... <laughs> Shadow puppets. <laughs> Anthony's sad again. The King of Queens was a very not funny sitcom starring Kevin James being not funny. And uh, Leah Ramini being kind of funny. I love Leah Ramini because like, when she holds an iPad, she just like swipes at it real weird. Like, I can't. Like, oh, my God. Thank God for Scientology. It'd be making people hilarious. But most importantly from the King of Queens, it was just Jerry Stiller just screaming shit. And it was, that was the best part of the show. It's so funny. It's so funny. Fucking (laughs) Ben Stiller. I want you to spend more than one night at that museum. I want you to spend the rest of eternity at that museum so I never have to fucking see you again. You peaked in Zoolander, and that was mostly your wife. Yeah. He just happens to be in funny movies. Yeah, yeah, because guess who else was in fucking Zoolander saving that piece of shit? Owen Wilson, Jerry Stiller, again, mm-hmm. playing the agent, Maury Ballstein, which, mm, outstanding. So good. Outstanding, outstanding. That's good Semitic rep. We stan. Oh, yeah, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something we talk about. <laughs> so we're going to talk about scam today or as you heard at the pro tour rakdos evoke which somehow sounds worse than rakdos scam yeah shout out to jacob beardsley just yeah. absolutely killing it with that deck on a tear yeah yeah also shout out to ashley for whooping our ass in the pro tour draft and winning yeah. her karate trophy i did my karate trophy is proudly displayed at my house now you did nice. a good job ashley i did i did a great job Javier Bardem came through. Javier Bardem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, is she having a stroke? What's happening? (laughs) Bartomangos came through for me, is what I was trying to say. But yes, come on. The ghost formerly known as Javier Dominguez haunted you. You should Uh be able to remember remember their name. Come on. I should. I don't know. It literally just. I can't explain my brain. So Scam is the Thoughtseize deck in Modern, like the, the number one, the head honcho. It's the spiritual successor like Jund and Mardu Pyro, and it's uh, the direct successor to like the, the Rakdos Luris lists. The Scam that we know of today, which is those eight pitch elementals, your four of grief, four of fury, and undying effects came around when it 5 its first league. In 2021, played by Professor French on MTGO, it hit mainstream popularity when the streamer Young Dingo's channel in August of 22 followed up with a 5-0 with winning, I believe it was like a, a, mo- a modern challenge or something like something that. Like, like, it was along a, those lines. Yeah, it was yeah. like a big thing. Mm-hmm. So this deck kind of operates in that mid-range space that used to be where you would you know, do like Marty Pyro and stuff like that. And unlike the Grixis decks of old, it decided to leave that blue interaction and counter spells and try to use 
just removal and like really scary threats and shrinking the game down as small as possible with multiple discard effects. It pressures control decks with early copies of Grief or Fury. It leverages threats that generate card advantage like Ragavan, Season Pyromancer, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, uh, Fury. Like you can scam Fury later in the game and still be like it's three cards to do the scam. And you can four for one. You can you can four for three your opponent. You can still go up cards mm-hmm. if you just like one damage to each of your one toughness creatures. I think we can all attest to turn one grief being real wicked. I know I don't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, turn one double grief is a thing. So the scam that we're talking about. What is the scam? Because like Corbin Hostler felt like scam was unclear enough that people are looking for a card name scam. They're like, what's going on? The scam in this deck is when you pay the evoke cost on either grief or fury and then stack your enter the battlefield triggers so that the sacrifice this creature when it enters the battlefield is stacked below its etb effect that it always had so for grief thought sees your opponent for fury pyrokinesis stuff you let that first one resolve and then you play an undying effect on it malakir rebirth Undying Evil, Undying Malice, or the new, um, what's Not the new Not Dead one? After All. Not Dead After All. Comes a with one. a wicked roll, so it's mm-hmm. extra wicked. <laughs> and then it dies to that evoke trigger, and then it comes back, and you get to do its ETB all over the again, all over the again, all over the again. All over the again. <laughs> and then you just have a slightly bigger threat in play, ready to go. Because the deck tries to shrink the game down by going disruption, early threat, press the advantage. It has some other supporting supporting role cards that also help keep the game small or keep it like relatively low resource, right? Because mm-hmm. you are spending three cards to put a threat into play. You really want your opponent to be low resource too for that. So other ways they keep it low resources is Thoughtseize, which is one mana one for one, take the best card out of their hand or take the card that they can actually interact with you on or playing a Blood Moon to also impact their ability to generate resources. So that's like the basic premise of the scam deck, right? Kyle, it's got some new cool stuff from Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, it's got the one card that you could say is uh, warping the format, but or it's more of just like it's tough out here for uh for one ones. Orcish Bowmasters has slotted. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's warping. Yeah, like the format has to adjust to the fact that one toughness creatures were bad with red and six, and they are pretty close to unplayable. They're awful with with Orcish Bowmasters. Rag Ragavan has has seen less play, which who would have thunk? Yeah, but it's uh, never been worse. Yeah, but uh, Orcish Bowmasters has slot perfectly into scam. It's another great turn two threat that goes perfectly with your game plan. It's Dothy Voidwalker, Orcish Bowmasters. They're two different cards, but they're just two great turn two cards. Whether you flash an Orcish Bowmaster or play Dothy on turn two. And it not only has Orcish Bowmasters like been really tough for decks to play one toughness creatures, but it fights against opposing Orcish Bowmasters in this game matchup and it has this is crazy that I'm even saying this. It is run season pyromancer out of town. That card is just not good in scam anymore or in general because of Orcus Bowmasters. It's so tough when you pitch two cards, <laughs> make two one ones and draw two cards. And then they just flash an Orcus Bowmasters and you no longer have a board. Well, worth noting on that specific interaction, 
is let's take a look at Season Pyro. Mm -hmm. So the difference, mm -hmm. some people are playing Fable of the Mirror Breaker in that slot, right? Mm -hmm. Some people are playing Season Pyromancer. So with Season Pyromancer, it enters the battlefield and then all as one line, you discard two cards, then draw two cards, and then it checks for each, and then for each non-land card discarded this way, create a 1-1 one, one element. So... If you're playing Bowmasters and your opponent sees and Pyromancers you, you can't let them discard the cards and then flash in the Bowmasters and kill their 1-1s, one right? Mm -hmm. You have to flash in the Bowmasters before it enters. The big difference there, right, is that they don't have the option to not discard cards and draw cards, okay? So just to be clear, just like Fable of the Mirror Breaker, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, you discard up to two cards, and then draw that many. Season Pyromancer, you discard two cards and then draw two cards. You don't have a choice. So you can play Season Pyro. I flash in Orcish Bowmasters. You have to rummage two. If it's a fable, instead of Season Pyro, you, by the time you choose how many cards you're discarding and how many cards you're drawing, it's too late for them to flash in the Bowmasters. So a lot of decks have kind of made that switch. And I know this is a bit of an aside, but I felt like it was worth it to kind of like mention how those the machinations of those two similar rolled cards mm -hmm. work no, no, it's an uh, interesting uh, distinction yeah a hundred percent like that I, I love that you brought that up because that's the main reason that people aren't playing season pyromancer mainly in scam because with fable you can choose not to to draw you can be like no i like the cards in my hand have chapter two resolve and you're fine but with like like anthony said with season pyromancer no matter what, whether you're empty-handed or you have a full grip, you have to draw cards. You have to draw the cards. Mm -hmm. You can't. You can't be like, "Oh, there's a bowmasters in play. I'm not going to do it." R.I.P. Sexy Pyro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, or Orcish Bowmasters has been a hell of a card for scam and just for modern in general. And you know, sacred cows make the best burgers, all that whatnot. Just don't be afraid to cut cards. And sometimes in season Pyromancer's case, you just kind of have to because it's mm -hmm. it's it's really tough to just play just tap three mana, play a two, two and get, get blown out. Yeah. For a long time in scam Spyro was the good card. In yeah. The it was one of the best cards in the deck until Bowmasters came around and said, ha, get wrecked. <laughs> yeah. So Kyle, you've played a bit of this deck yourself, right? I've played against it a fair amount. I've played against it a ton and I have been playing it now and I've, I've enjoyed it. Like, like like we talked about in the past, I love Yogmoth, all, all all that stuff, and I'm I'm putting old Yogfather down and decided like let's try, let's try scam out. Let's uh let's ask people about their cars extended warranty and see if they want to sign up for art school. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it like the deck has been great. It's if it, it's a it's a mid range deck, you know, a la Rakdos mid range or Jund or something like that. But just being able to turn one grief. Or turn one fury is such a substantial clock, but especially with grief, it just being able to thought seize your opponent twice and have a four three with menace is is great. And all of your cards that help you, like you know, protect the queen in a sense, like protect your grief, you know, just make sure that your opponent can't get back into the game, really help that out. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I've really enjoyed the deck. Uh, the deck's super powerful. Um, I, I I wouldn't like a lot of people have used the burn reference where it's like oh it's smooth brain you just scam and scam all over the place and you win it's like no the what? the deck yeah the deck takes a, a lot you know like you have to make really good decisions games can't be over quickly but you have your your decisions very much matter and yeah. you can just like make mistakes the entire time like you play this deck like it's in no in no way shape or form easy 
it it is fun though (laughs) yeah and it and you get rewarded for it like you could argue some decks you could argue are easy because you don't have a lot of choices but it's insane to me that that's a consideration mm-hmm. for this deck because you have a shit ton of choices at every point. You're not even limited by the mana you have in play. Mm-hmm. Like you have all, all of your scam threats are modal. Yes. Like they can be a creature, yeah. they can be a pitch spell, or and then what you pitch them matters, and then what, what's what uh, scam enabler if you have a choice you're using, what scam enabler matters, all sorts of stuff. I I I can't believe. <laughs> that the the, the uh, I can't believe the idea that somebody would find this deck to be easy. It's it's incredible. Like I don't know. Even I, just, just yeah. Even just watching it be played, like I've played against it quite a bit. I'm on prowess so far in modern season, and just watching the decisions that have to be made and thinking of the things or tr- attempting to think about the things that I have to as an opponent mm-hmm. is complex. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the point Anthony brought up where like. The picking what card you pitch matters. I think that's one of the biggest decisions you have playing Scam is what what card you pitch 100% matters in this deck. Because oh, yeah. two, one turn, like, could it, it could have an impact. Like, mm. there could be a chance you're like, all right, I'll pitch Terminate, and you have a bunch of other black cards in your, in, in your hand, uh, and you do the turn one grief, and then you draw Fury, and you don't draw another red card. And you're facing, you know, say Prowess or Yawgmoth or just another creature type deck. And you're like, all right, I could be winning this game a lot quicker, but I pitched the wrong card. And now I just have this five mana three, three that could wipe my opponent's board, just chilling in my hand doing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I know it's real rough for for Prowess seeing like turn one grief sucks because Prowess really wants to have spells to play. Uh... Not even that. You just want to like have like one to two creatures stick yeah. and you know you like if you get turn one grief and you have no threats and a bunch of like dirtily spells that don't get rid of grief like it can be it can be really really tough and i mean th- that's another thing that makes you know scam pretty difficult is you know double thoughts using your opponent is very very powerful yes but you have to pick right you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. You, you get two two whacks at it but if you pick wrong like you know you you've picked You've lost three cards out of your hand. Mm-hmm. And if your opponent gets back into it and gets a lot more card advantage than you and gets back into the game, it's it's pretty tough for you because, you know, you're you can be a dopey mid-ranged up. You have like really powerful starts and a ton of threats that can just, you know, turn the turntables for you mm-hmm. in your favor. <laughs> but your decisions really, really do matter, especially turn one grief. Like turn one fury is just like I, I, turn one fury against tron it's great it's just like here's a here's a four four with double strike yeah it's a, with prowess having to like i've had to burn two damage spells to get rid mm-hmm. of like a a grief or a fury and that sucks <laughs> that's no fun it's yeah, another it's, it's way not, that it just kind of you it's know not great no <laughs> and dothy dothy's no fun because i like having cards in my graveyard <laughs> Oh, me, me too. When I played mm-hmm. Yogmoth, like uh, I, I will say, being on the other side of Dothy Voidwalker is it feels great. You know, having yeah. Leyline of the Void on a three-two unblockable is is pretty <laughs> sweet. You know, it's I, I that, that card is is really really good. And you know, again, like shout out to Jacob Beardsley, like he was on absolute tear in that top eight, and like all of the plays he had with Dothy Voidwalker were insane, like absolutely oh, yeah. insane. Especially the Thoughtseize Ulamog. That that that. That clip should be enshrined in like 
the Hall of Fame forever. That was so fucking sweet. Coming from Pioneer into Modern and seeing Ulamog on the table was probably the most jarring one. (laughs) Just the change in the card pool. It's funny where Ulamog is legal in Pioneer, but you're not tapping like four lands to get it into play in that format. (laughs) You got to do it the hard way. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, yeah, I I would say like it's, it's scam, especially just you coming from Pioneer to Modern and just sitting down at the table, just like, oh, I'm, I played Burn for the first time. I'm playing Prowess now. It's like, it's a cool new form I would see. And then you just go, you just see your opponent turn one Greek and you're just like, what is happening? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you, you literally feel like you're getting scammed. You, you do. It I mean, is it's an like, app name. It's the best name for the deck because you're just like, oh, fuck off. Like, come on, really? Like, <laughs> but yeah, the, the deck's super powerful. You know, like your decisions matter. It's, it's, it's a difficult deck to pilot, but it is fun. I've had a ton of fun playing, playing scam. Not as much, much fun as Yawgmoth, but I will say my brain hurts less playing Scam than playing Yawgmoth. Well, it's, there you go. It's not much, but, you know, there's <laughs> little less smoke coming out of my ears. But uh, Scam has, has been really good, and um, it's been a lot of fun to play, and it's in a, it's in a great position right now. It's, it's, it's very, very powerful. And if you've loved, like, the mid-range decks of the past that we've mentioned, like, you know, Old School Jund or Mardu Pyromancer or even, like, the, the Lurus Rakdos decks from a couple years ago like this this is really the deck for you and i i I, there's no reason not to play it if you're really leaning towards it right now it's just super super good just don't play against anthony playing four color because oh god (laughs) yeah that that matchup is (laughs) vomit (laughs) what do you think is the the better spell in the feign death versus um what is it not dead after all is that the one so uh the the spells that have been played in Scam over the years, it's been Malakir Rebirth, which is the modal one. Uh, you don't get a plus one, plus one counter it, but same, if it dies, it comes back and you lose two life. Uh, there's Undying Evil, which just gives a creature undying from back in Dark Ascension. And there's Feign mm-hmm. Death and Undying Malice, which same thing, if it dies, comes back, tap with a plus one, plus one counter on it. Mm-hmm. And then the new one uh, from Wilds of Eldraine, Not Dead After All, uh, it's... Similar to Feign Death and Undying Malice, where it comes back bigger, but it gets a Wicked Roll token, which is a aura token that gives it plus one, plus one. And when uh, this aura leaves the battlefield, each opponent loses one life. Now, I've played with three Feign Death and three Undying Malice, and it's good. That's been stock. And then I've played for a little bit with uh, Not Dead After All, four Not Dead After All, and two Undying Malice, and I've really liked Not, Not Dead After All. Like it's just a, it's just a slight upgrade, and I like the wording on the roll token where it says when the token leaves the battlefield, your each opponent loses one life. So your grief can stay around in certain situations, and as long as the enchantment goes to the graveyard, you know you get a little un, another point of damage, and also a flavor win. Like not dead after all as a card is pretty sweet. Yeah, I think not dead after all is the clear front runner for me right now. Yeah. Mm. Um. I think not dead after all is 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 the best. I don't like the term strictly better there, um, mm-hmm. but I don't like the term strictly better, obviously, because it, it's not. But it is it is better a pretty wide majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And depending on what art you like on Dying Malice or Feign Death, they do the mm-hmm. same thing. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Worth noting, they actually don't do exactly the same thing. Feign Death says when the creature dies, return to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control with a plus one plus one counter on it. 
and undying malice gives the creature undying, which is when this creature dies, if it doesn't have a plus one, plus one counter on it, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control with a plus one, plus one counter on it. So if you're playing not dead after all, it has plus one, plus one, but it doesn't have a counter on it. So undying evil actually does that. But it's just worth noting that the two are not actually identical. There is a slight difference there. So matchups. Yes. So like like we mentioned, the four color matchup is, I'd say, the worst matchup for Scam. I think maybe it feels like four color infrastructurally gets to do a thing that Scam has a hard time dealing with. Yeah, I've, I've never... Oh, so many cards. All yeah. their cards are worth so much. With, with a lot of the the, the poor matchups, like some of so like Burn is a tough one. Footfalls is a tough one. Living End, Creativity. Those are tough matchups, but I've never felt at, completely out of it in uh, most of those matchups. But against four color, like ev every fucking card in that deck is just a four for one and just goes so over the top. Like the, the I've played against Anthony a few times on scam and he's been on uh, four color and then multiple times I've gone down to like three, two, one life. And then just Elish Norn Omnath. I'm at 15. I drew five cards. I'm just like, Oh fucking shit. Like this is <laughs> wow. Like what happened? Blinked and you miss it. But um, yeah, the, like the one ring. And yeah. Omnath. The, 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 the one the one ring is just the hell of a fucking magic card. Oh, but maybe they'll die to their burden counters. <laughs> they won't. They won't. They'll just draw draw the cards and then live. Yeah. Uh, some scam of has main deck blood moon. Main so deck that's blood, like yeah. that's really good against like your big mana decks, right? Mm -hmm. Like your uh, amulet and your Tron. Definitely Tron. Yeah. Yeah. Amulet, amulet to to a lesser extent, but definitely I think mm -hmm. that's a real thing. Against Amulet, um, you just want to slow him down. So Blood Moon is not just like a, you know, you slam Blood Moon and then just like, oh shit, you know, I can't do much. And same thing for Tron, especially with certain builds. But turn three Blood Moon against Tron, really, really positive. Turn two Blood Moon against Tron, even better. Yeah, Thanks, with Ragavan. With the little monkey. <laughs> so that's the big thing, right? Is because the historically that big downside of like Blood Mooning these big mana combo decks or these big mana mm -hmm. decks in general. Was that like you play the Blood Moon, they can answer the Blood Moon. You don't have infinite time. And my God, is this deck good at not giving your opponent infinite time? Yes. Very, very um, substantial clocks. The burn matchup, not so great. It's not great, but like like we said in the Yawgmoth episode, it's a tough matchup, but it's not the end of the world. But yeah. the, inclu the inclusion of Roiling Vortex and the cutting of Eidolon has really really hurt the scam matchup or help the the burn deck in the scam matchup it really has it's yeah. it's just it's a clock and you can't be scamming and with, your furies are worse now your furies are worse yeah and they don't catch you back up as much anymore mm -hmm. um you're gonna notice a theme in regards to these matchups whether they're positive or negative <clears throat> and the big theme here is that the decks that have the best top decks that are, can draw a card that's worth multiple cards off the just rip it off the top are the decks that are going to have the best matchups against scam so like footfalls and living end are both great examples those cascade mm -hmm. decks because it doesn't matter like living end's probably even worse for scam because you're gonna like scam some of their creatures by accident sometimes and just yeah. fill up their graveyard for them mm -hmm. but any of those cards that can be like oh i have three lands in play draw it's a cascade spell all right put eight power into play in the case of rhinos put 28 power in the play in case of living end you know mm -hmm. all of those things are really really tough i don't think that dothy i think dothy voidwalker keeps the living end matchup kind of reasonable yeah i would agree but it still does not feel great yeah 
it's it's one of those things where it's just like Dothy helps, but they they can get rid of it and they or or they can play around it in a sense. But yeah, I like your point of the decks that top deck the best are really tough for scam because it's the age old phrase you can't thought seize the top of their deck. Yeah, Hammer Time's another one. I think that their creatures are small enough that playing four fury in the main makes them very spooky. Yes. And ha Hammer's a, a a good matchup, but I will say sometimes, you know, Hammer Time will just get you. Like that happened to me recently, where it's just my opponent just had the, the nut draw, and I was just dead before I could really do much. But overall, like Hammer is is a po positive matchup, and Fury Fury is just great. Yeah, Fury is just in inherently it's very good against them, and it usually threatens them the turn before. It, it usually is like doing stuff for that against them mm -hmm. the turn before they start being able to threaten all their tricks. Like, that's why it's so scary. And I think Urza Saga is, is tough for, for scams sometimes, but not all the time. But they're like Hammer Time's mid-range plan with just like the Ur Urza Saga beats can, can get out of hand if you don't have any way to like remove anything or pressure them. Because mm -hmm. they can grind with you to an extent. Yeah, they really, surprisingly, they can. Man, Urza Saga, hell of a fucking card. Where do you think Prowess is at? Or as a matchup against them against scam mm -hmm. i think prowess is i think prowess is like kind of if it can be the burn deck in that matchup then it's mm -hmm. pretty all right yeah. if it's got to be the smaller mid-range deck it's not great mm -hmm. you just want to do this so anyways i started blasting yeah. <laughs> as many spells as you can find pew 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah so actually you're you're new to modern how is like and you've played against scam a few times how has it felt just from just like a new perspective of just seeing this deck and like how it functions and how it plays. Um, it seems wicked. Like good. <laughs> wicked, wicked good, kid. Like as <laughs> yeah. uh, your your games are end real quick. You go to donkeys. Yeah, all good. You scam them and you're done. <laughs> yeah. No socks. No, it seems so. For me, playing against it, it seemed rough, and I think it's just because I haven't found that cadence like Anthony was talking about. Mm -hmm. of, you know, just cha thinking of my game plan versus them mm -hmm. um, in that sense, because I'm still like learning to pilot the deck. But piloting the deck hasn't been that part's coming pretty OK. Mm -hmm. But against Scam, I, I've lost a lot more matches than I've won against them. <laughs> so <laughs> that makes it feel like I definitely haven't found that that spot yet. You know? Yeah. And with time, you'll you'll learn like certain matchups, how to play them, things like. Yeah, it's like we've talked about before, like finding which way you switch in the game. Knowing mm -hmm. what your what your threats are, how to break serve <laughs> for the callbacks, you know. Mm. I think I think against scam, you really don't want to, like you're really bad at breaking serve against scam. I think mm. your games that you're winning on prowess against scam, or any of these aggressive decks against scam, is you are on the offensive. Mm. You 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 smack first, and then you use your stuff to keep them from getting caught back up, and it's tough. Because mm -hmm. Fury is a hell of a card, but mutagenic growth is there for you in that matchup specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any other matchups we want to go over? Murktide. Murktide. What's the oh. Murktide matchup like? <laughs> Murktide Merc is, is is pretty positive. You know, just turn one Thoughtseize or turn one Grief, just stripping everything away from, from that and just having a substantial clock. You know, Unholy Heat without Delirium doesn't kill a scammed Grief and... You know, you're just re really worried about Lightning Bolt, and you can put so much pressure on them really quick and disrupt them that it's really hard for them to to come back. And you know, Fury can be really, really good uh, against them. Just you know, if there's a Ragavan and a Darcy, like just evoke the Fury, or just like scamming into play, get rid of those, 
and you're really just worried about like Murktide himself and Bowmasters helps a ton in that in that matchup as well. For sure. Mm-hmm. Especially with Preordain being back in the format. Preordain's yep. pretty sweet. Preordain is sweet. You know, it, it hasn't it hasn't been super, super duper busted, but um, I'm happy to see it. But, uh, you know, time will tell. You know, it is a one mana cantrip that is really good. But Bowmasters, our Lord and Savior is here to save us from from the cantrips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would say Murktide is a is a positive matchup for Scan. I'm inclined to agree with you. You you talk you talk to them about Bitcoin and then take all their money. <laughs> <laughs> but any uh fun scam movies before we talk about uh or before we go to a guessing game or scam parts in TV shows that a- Ashley doesn't know about? <laughs> <laughs> or the caucasity? The what? The caucasity? <laughs> Joanne the scammer. That's over. That's canceled. <laughs> Get the hell out of my Caucasian house. <laughs> uh, Has anybody seen Joanne the Scammer? You've definitely uh, showed me Joanne the Scammer. I actually, I actually have not. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. oh. I know. Wow, look at me. How, how the turntables have turned. Oh, man, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's... Uh, Joanne the Scammer. Iconic. But is it as good as Waterworld? Yeah, it's better than Waterworld for sure, for sure. Wow, that's high praise. Yeah, Waterworld sucks. <laughs> but that's why you love it. Yeah. Because <laughs> nothing's free in Waterworld. <laughs> How do you all feel about a guessing game? Oh, I can go for a guessing game. I like guessing game. All right. Just as a reminder, the guessing game, we each have picked a specific card. This one will have a little deck to go along with it, but we're going to guess the card. And we are going to give each other cryptic hints as to what this card is. And the other two are going to try to guess that card. That's the guess in the guessing game. So if any of us are stumped, we can always ask yes or no questions to get each other a little closer to the card. Uh, The theme for today's guessing game is jundling them out because Scam is kind of the Jun deck in 2023 Modern. Yep. So we're going to pick our favorite mid-range card in Modern. And mm. then when we when when the guessing is over, we're going to say what deck it was from to give a little bit of context. But I've got my card. How about you all? I've oh, I got card. it. All right. <clears throat> Let's see who's going first. We need a spinny wheel. Wheel of disappointment. Of disappointment? Yeah. You know, I actually killed that dog. Show just came up organically. Did it? Did it really? No, 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 not at all. How right. you get to go first? Going first. Why does that happen so much of the time? I even put our names in in a different order this time. Hmm. All right. I was gonna try for a cryptic hint like Anthony. Well, I'll give you. It's a one mana card, and it, the man instant on, or sorcery. It's an instant. Is that a yes or no question? It's not. <laughs> but I still answered it. How many times have we played this goddamn game? <laughs> We're starting off season two real strong. Yeah. <laughs> so one mana instant. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it lightning bolt? It is not. Is it fatal push? Nope. Is it red? Yes. Is it? Does it deal damage to target creature or player? Creature, yes. Player, no. Does it deal damage to a planeswalker? Yes. Is it unholy heat? Yes. Ooh. All right. That's a good one. Nice. I love that card. Yeah, that yeah, card's, it's that card's really good. And I have a pretty promo set now. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That was uh, for Pioneer Season. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good pick. What deck are you 
It's from the Jund decks that are being played. Okay, sure. Like a Jun Saga Van or Jun Saga Saga Van plays that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like Mm -hmm. that. We're ready to see who's going next. Yeah. All right, we're spinning that wheel. Let's see who's up next. Is it going to stay on Kyle? It looks like it's staying on Kyle. All right. It's a creature that was banned in the modern format. Is it Wild Nacatl? No. Mid range card. That was banned in modern. It, it's it's no longer banned. It's still banned. Still banned. Is it birthing pod? No. Because um, it's is a creature. It green card. It, it one of its colors is green. So yes. Yes. But it is multicolor. That might give it away. So a banned green and other. Uh, Card that is green and some other color, at least one other color, mm-hmm. that is ba- a creature and it is banned in modern. Well, if it's green in another color, is it? It's got to be a Golgari card, right? Because it's Kyle. Correct. I'd say it's the Golgari card, but not the troll. Not not, nah, not putrid leech. Ha. Mm. Okay, this this might give it away. It is one mana. Is Death Rite oh, Shaman? Oh, play? Death. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Death Rite Shaman. I, That's a good choice. I fucking love Death Rite Shaman. It deserves to stay banned in all the formats that it's banned in, but fuck, I'd love that card so much. Unban Death Rite Shaman and Mental Misstep. It'll be, it'll even out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry <laughs> about it. That leaves a wild Anthony appeared. Mm. My. Favorite mid-range card in modern past or present was 15 years ago. Is <laughs> a is a one drop, but not really a one drop, but not really um, reduce its costs. And at one point, it was a necklace. <laughs> Damn your cryptic hints! Kind of a one drop and was a necklace. Mm-hmm. It just made me think amulet. Is it an artifact? No, he said creature, right? No, it's a, it is a creature. It is a creature? Okay. Yeah. Was it a necklace? That's so bizarre. It was a necklace for a real slimy girl. For a real slimy He's giving more hints <laughs> and it's not helping. Oh my um, God. Slimy girl. And it's in modern. And I. It's still legal. It's just not really good enough anymore. Was it played in Jund of the past? At one point, it was played in Jund. But it also was played in Grixis. It was also played in like blue black, and it was also played in black green. Does it have delve? It does. Is it an is it are bananas in the art? Yeah, sometimes. So it's the banana king. The banana king. It's Tassica. Pagan Pagan Min himself. Oh. Uh, I love that pick. Oh man, I love me a Tassiker. All right. But we do. Are we aware of the slimy girl reference? No, please explain. No, the not hints. at all. <laughs> and how it relates to an amulet or to to an amulet, Jesus, to a necklace. <laughs> Does, is he wearing a necklace in the art? He is. Wait, is it the uh, original art or the the yeah, one where the he has original like a art? <laughs> He's wearing a necklace, and that ne- necklace is the corpse of Tassiger. Oh. Uh oh. Dragon Lord Salumgar. Slimy girl. Okay. Oh my god. (laughs) 
You know what? Now I remember you <laughs> calling her that a long time ago. Oh, oh my hilarious. God, that's great. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Even if I had got the slimy girl thing, though, I wouldn't have gotten the necklace part because I wouldn't have known that that was connected in the lore. God, that's fucking metal. I never noticed that. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty good. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like and subscribe. It helps us out a ton and makes it easier for other players like you to hear what we have to say. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Peanut.fm, and iHeartRadio. One of those was not real, but we'll never tell. It was Peanut, wasn't it? Oh, shut the fuck up.